are you the the stripogram that was uh, sent up for him? Uh, n- yes. You seemed unsure about that, so I'm I'm gonna need you to just <laughs> sing me the stripogram message that you're gonna take, because that's how I'll know if it's if it's really you. Yep, I can a hundred percent sing the stripogram song that I always sing in my act. <laughs> and he, he, <laughs> <laughs> And a one, two, one, two, three, four. These eyes are crying. These eyes have seen a lot of love, but they're never going to see another one like I did with you, Dr. Englund. (laughs) Welcome back to Hack and Slash. We're here for our next adventure. The four of you stand inside Pickles. The male strip club in Fort Boulder. Mm-hmm. Behind you on the stage is the stabbed and bleeding and dead body of Magic Mark, the new altered version of Bloody Mark who has been defeated. However, Sidney Strode, Bloody Mark's final girl, has escaped yet again due to some confluence of magic and terrible luck. But this was only the first of your quests for the day. You are here along with Jack Bacon. <laughs> Dr. Belladonna's new male stripper assistant, ready to continue your journey forward. Do you know the next thing on the docket for today is the I'm a doctor, not a doctoress conference? Yes, and I'm ready, but not ready, but I'm, I'm glad you're all with me. And Jack, a great addition. You know, we're always here to support one another. Yes. I appreciate that, ass. I really do. So what is your plan for attending this conference? Currently, you don't have access to the vehicle because Bloody Mark can't drive. I've never seen one of these in my entire life. Stunning. So we're left with four villains standing outside a PT cruiser that they do not know how to operate, needing to get to the conference center on the other side of Fort Boulder. Jack, do you drive? Anything for you, gorgeous. (laughs) Uh, can you roll me an act under pressure to see if Jack could actually drive? Absolutely. Jack's hammered. <laughs> Nine. Yeah, I can drive That's this. That's good enough. Yeah. I'll drive anything you need. So we got house mom, actively bleeding man, mm-hmm. and uh, murderous giant. Uh, can I can I talk to you for a second just like solo just for a moment? Absolutely. So Jack like takes you into the alley around the corner of the strip club and he's like, so it seems like your friends like committed a murder. Do we need to like call the cops and blame them or something? Like what exactly is going on? I'm with you because you're hot, but we just killed a celebrity. Well, it's kind of a long story, Jack, and it was either uh, him or us. So it really seemed like you kind of went to his show and then just burst onto the stage and murdered him. It didn't really seem like it was going to be you. He didn't seem like a threat at all. <laughs> no, he seemed like a dancer who was very popular. <laughs> what are you saying? Speak plainly to me, Jack. I'm worried about you. You're with these these random murderers and just an absolutely psychotic woman I saw manipulate shadows. Listen, oh I'm ride or die team you, <laughs> but I'm a little worried about the rest of them. I'm worried they're going to take you to a bad place. You seem you seem like an incredible person. <laughs> You're very intuitive, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I, I always get a good read on people when my shirt's off. <laughs> and you know, listen, I'm I these this is my family, if you will, my chosen family. I can appreciate if you're not feeling comfortable, Jack, but really I must choose this group. So you have to decide here and now. You're either in or you're out. Can you roll me a manipulate someone? <laughs> I will give you a plus one on this roll because he already likes you. It's a nine. But you got a plus one. But I got a plus one, so I got a ten. All right, I'm your ride or die, beautiful. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. I love me, a powerful woman. Uh, and, and Jack walks you back to the car, and he's going to drive you around. He, like, opens the, the passenger door so you can get in. Thank you, Jack. <laughs> Anytime. Uh, and he closes the door and goes around and gets in. He's driving shirtless because that's Jack's style. The rest of you, I'm imagining you get in the back seat. I, th- I assume Bloody Mark has no idea what. You were just yeah, standing what? outside a yeah. car right now. What are we doing? What, what's this? I don't what? know. Shotgun. Mm. Uh, do we what do we get in it? Well, third shotgun. Get in, folks. Okay, come oh, on in. Right. Get in the vehicle. I'm still wearing a stripper cop outfit. Yeah, I wish I had one. <laughs> if I could, 
if I had brought one today and changed it. Saying, if you wanted to yeah. change, you could go get your clothes back from backstage. I don't think Bloody Mark Bloody cares. Mark cares. Mm-hmm. No, he's just on to the mm-hmm. next thing. So this full stripper cob. Oh, but he, he uh, your doctor bag. He'll give that back to you. Perfect. I guess S will sit in the middle of the back seat, but super mm. slouched down, almost melting because the beehive horns just barely fits Absolutely. in there. I'll sit next to you mm-hmm. on the sun side. Thank you, Tailspin. Ah, yes, cozy. <laughs> Wonderful. You all start driving across town to the conference center. Doctor, you have access to the MP3 player, and Jack just says, whatever you want to play. <laughs> just play whatever you want. You're perfect. <laughs> All right. It's the Monster Mash, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was working in a lab. <laughs> We're all just fine. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, you're all doing really well. You make your way across town and you see the conference center and hotel. There are a massive number of conference rooms. And apparently this conference is getting a lot of attention because you're seeing a lot of people making their way in as you pull up out front. Mm. Uh, Jack parks just down the street because he doesn't want to pay for valet and he's not sure whose car this is. It may be stolen, but hey, He's ride or die, the sexy doctor, so he doesn't care. Look at all the mucus on her face. He's so into it. Um, Jack has a thing no one else is aware of. It's really paying off for this doctor. But you are seeing a lot of American flags flying. You're realizing this is a strong anti-vaxxer, not really a medical medical conference where a number of people are speaking on issues about how vaccines aren't real, just about all these other problems. And you can see the keynote speaker is a Dr. Donald England. (laughs) And this name hits you very deeply, Doctor, because as you see the photo, this is the man who poisoned you. (gasps) Handsome, younger than he was when you were with him. It's the version of him that he always wanted to be. And you see that name and you realize he is here. He is back. He is the altar of you. That must be quite embarrassing. I'm going to need to talk to my therapist after this tailspin for sure. Embarrassing doesn't even cut it. He looks amazing. Do we know this guy? Says Jack. I think it's like a like a nemesis kind of angle. Oh, it's just like your ex? Dr. Donald Eglund is my worst nightmare. He made me into this mucusy, sticky creature you see before you today. He's an ex-lover. Oh, I was going to say that I owed him a thank you right up until that part. Now this guy's going to be a problem. Oh, he's a problem. So what do you think? Should we, like, call the cops? Or should I, like, threaten him and see if he leaves the hotel? Listen, be cool, Jack. Let's go see what's going on in here. I'm going to be cool. I will note that as you start to head inside the conference center to figure out what is going on, Tailspin, you remember that you needed to talk to your therapist about your experiences in the apartment. And finding out about a plane that can turn into the president. You have a brief moment with S here outside. And S is just curled up against your shoulder, just slouched down so that she's concealed in your shadow, staring out with dead red eyes. I don't understand. I don't understand why anyone would want to burn a kite. Mm. I genuinely do not understand. I am confused by this. Why does no one see that the president is not the president? Why does no one see this? I can see it. We all can see it. Sometimes humans in this world, they're blind to things that they should see. And they're confused by things they don't understand. Mm. They must fear kites. They must want to destroy them because they are too powerful like you are so powerful. So take it not as a negative, but more. Already they fear what you can do to them and they wish to destroy it. And do not let them rise up again. Tailspin. Can you roll me? (laughs) I would say manipulate someone, but it's going to be like convince someone Mm -hmm. that he can believe you and that this is a sign that kites are powerful. (laughs) <laughs> that should be feared. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, well. It's 11, but I have a minus one, so it's a 10. When anyone tries to manipulate me because they don't understand me, it's a minus one. So then so it's a you nine. You have a nine. You make your argument. Mm. You don't necessarily have to believe it, Tailspin, but you can. And should you, you will mark experience, which is do you trust that S has this correct? Or do you believe they are wrong? That's worthy of further introspection. Seeing as how we have 
a kindred experience, mm. I choose to believe her. A skull for you. Ding, ding. Thank you. So you, you've learned that humanity fears the things it does not understand mm-hmm. uh, and fears the power of things it does not understand. And perhaps kites are one of those items. And you yes. both advance inside alongside your compatriots. Just to be clear, doctor, because I want to be 100 percent on this. Are you leaving Jack Bacon outside with the car? Are you bringing Jack with you? What is your intent for Jack? You know, I'm- I do think that Jack could be a liability inside because he's obviously blinded by love for me. So we do need someone who knows how to operate this automobile. We want him to leave the car running, as it were. So should we need to make a quick exit? We're ready. So you're going to tell Jack to go? I'm going to tell him to wait in the car. Can you roll me a manipulate someone? Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> May I? Oh, boy. Well, it didn't go well. I have a five. I'm ride or die you, babe. I'm not ride or die some 2019 Maroon PT Cruiser. (laughs) All right, Jack. Okay. What more could I ask for? Come in, but be cool. Don't worry. No one's going to notice me. I'm going to be totally chill. So as you walk (laughs) in the front door to this conference, next to you is a shirtless stripper who continues walking (laughs) along beside you. Wait in the car. No, I love you too much. Fine. (laughs) Fine. Come in. (laughs) We've known each other for an hour. (laughs) Yeah, for one hour. So you you were all standing in the center conference hall. Uh, It's the hotel lobby. You can see there are three different wings, one directly in front of you and two moving sideways, along which are various conference halls. If you go vertically upwards, that's where you can start getting into hotel rooms and places where people are staying. Again, this place is just jam-packed full of people who I would say don't quite get it, but are all very, very happy to be here. What do you do? I need to find some more information. I need to know where Dr. Donald Eglin is. I think that S will assist with the doctor. I'm like, you're looking for this doctor. Mm. And she'll kind of just squat down next to the doctor and one hand on the doctor and then another hand like trying to find underneath the shadow that we're both making on the floor and seeking out through the other shadows where he might be but trying to just assist in beefing up this information great so you were assisting the search bloody mark around you you are hearing a selection of some of the stupidest opinions you've ever heard about the medical profession can you share the one that really hurts you the most that vaccines poison your blood because Having drank and enjoyed much blood over his life, he realizes that there's no there's no difference. It's all delicious. It's all good. So he knows from a a first hand that it's just it's in there. So hearing this level mm. of like cheerful stupidity cuts you to your core, bloody mm. Mark. So you have the option of relinquishing the body or acting under pressure to try to stay in and not give this body back to Mark. I feel like now that that he's killed Magic Mark, he's feeling pretty good, and he almost killed Sydney, but she's mm-hmm. disappeared. Mm-hmm. So I think he, I think he's gonna take a backseat for a sec. I think he's ready to kind of just chill out and get like, oh, this is horrible. Great. So you shift back mm. to Mark, who finds himself in a hotel lobby, mm-hmm. surrounded by people <laughs> who are walking random directions. The doctor has a shirtless stripper standing next to her. You are in a sexy police officer costume and you have been stabbed multiple times and the wounds hurt. Oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. Uh, uh, I'm, uh, 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 hey, oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. And you just see the panic. <laughs> and he's trying to, like, get himself together and he's like, okay, uh, uh, doc, doc. And he's, like, gripping oh his, like. Can you roll me an act under pressure yeah. and see if you can pull it together? Yeah. I feel like he's just immediately like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, oh, he got a seven. Seven. Uh, you can keep it together as long as you have a hand on one of your friends. You just can't be alone right yeah. now. One of the monsters you got to be he's like, just going to grip of. out and he like goes to grab S, but he kind of like goes through her a little bit like, oh, <laughs> fuck S, for God's sake. And then he grabs onto the doctor and goes, oh, I, I think I need some help. And then he looks over and goes, is that the fucking bartender from the strip joint? What's he? What is he doing here? It's not. It's not important. It's fine. Can you please? I believe I got it. I this. I feel like something went in yeah. me. Marcus, of course. This is Jack Bacon, Mr. Jack Bacon. He's my new lover. <laughs> oh, oh, what? In the interim, how I, long have I been out? I. It's. We'll catch up later, Mark. There's more important A things. Morning. But- <laughs> oh my god. What? <laughs> 
Did you have sex with him? Oh, what happened? We're planning on it yeah, later. I mean, you gotta, but you got to give us some time. We just came off shift from work. Now oh, we got to deal with her ex. It's, it's a disaster. There's been a lot going no, you're on. Right. You're right. That but was rude of me to ask. I get it. Marcus, do you need some advanced healing? Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm very leery and hesitant because I do need my power. However, you are part of my team and uh-huh. I need you around. He's like starting to lose consciousness. Like, <laughs> what? What? The irony is this is an injury that would not affect a monster among yeah. any of you at all, but Mark is very soft. Yeah. Oh, I need please. to help him. All right, let me see. I've got a plus one obsession. Cross your fingers, Marcus. Oh, God. A seven, <laughs> an eight. Wait, what does that do for eight? On a seven to nine, you heal two harm, but are too tired to heal anyone else for the rest of this episode. Ooh. All right, so this is the only healing you'll be able to do at the conference center. So you do patch up Mark in his stripper cop outfit. It does heal. I only had two harms, so you do heal me exactly what uh, I need. Jack, stand back. I can't heal anyone else today. Don't worry. I'm not going to do anything stupid. i got to be here to look after you. <laughs> and That's then, foreboding if uh, I ever heard you, any. You, okay. have a lo- you have a lovely moment of connection until a stranger leans in looking at Mark and just says, Blue Lives Matter, and continues down the hall. Oh, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks. Thanks, bud. And I look, oh, uh, why? What the fuck is this? Save your breath, Marcus. We don't have time to talk about it. Oh, does this, he pops a couple buttons on the front, goes, oh my God, <laughs> snaps him back close, Jesus Christ. So I think at this point we have established that Mark is useless. Yes. <laughs> is assisting the doctor. The doctor yeah. is going to look for information. Yes. Tailspin, what are you up to? I need to read a bad situation because mm. I'm with a dumpster fire of a team right now. <laughs> and The situation isn't bad because there's a villain that says your team sucks. <laughs> I agree with this. This is a lot of And uh, we're going to pull this together and rally. Great. Let's get a read a bad situation. And can you roll me a join forces to assist Tailspin's read of a bad situation solely by being so distracting? No one is bothering Tailspin. So Tailspin gets to think a little more. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> I'll try. Uh, seven. That will carry forward. So people are noticing you more than ever as you keep panicking and yelling and they realize there is a police officer being actively patched up by a doctor in the middle of the room. But Tailspin, what are you doing to try to read the bad situation? Are you just wandering around? Are you trying to take in this scene to see what stands out? There's too many people around. There's a lot of chatter in the air. I need to figure out what's relevant and what's just So why don't we say you shift from the center of the room where you can't keep track of it all and move to one of the edges where you can kind of see the patterns in the crowd without, you know, you can see the the forest Mm. for the trees suddenly. You Mm. can separate the two. So can you roll me a read a bad situation? That would be a five. Well, there you go. Another skull for you. You try to read the bad situation and you find that you can't tell what is going on. Generally speaking, you're able to keep track of what is correct or incorrect by how confidently people say it. You're able to tell that, like, that's an expert. They, they're they speaking very confidently to a large group of people. And what you're seeing in this room is everyone is completely confident. They believe in themselves 110 percent, even saying two things to each other that, you know, factually are both wrong. But you can't tell anymore because they're all so sure. It's a strange moment to look at people who are saying incorrect things and then arguing to the death that they are correct. You can't quite math that out. So you're not getting a ton of information out of it Mm. other than you're not sure what's wrong with all of these people. (laughs) (laughs) No clue. All right. Let's roll and investigate a mystery. Oh, can you roll me a join forces? And mine is a five. You just slow the doctor down while this doctor is trying to search because you are hanging onto her arm and mm. constantly trying to follow the shadow. She walks around trying to pick I'm up like, her oh, shirts. And oh, no. No, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Ten. All right. So that means you get to hold two. So you can ask me two of the questions off of the list and the environment will give you those answers as you look around. I want to know what is being concealed here because this is not... Donald Eglin's scene. This is not his population. This is not his people. So what is he doing here? Mm-hmm. And how can I hurt him? Mm-hmm. 
Interesting. So what you were finding is you look up the literature on Dr. Donald Englund, and mm -hmm. he, there, there are a number of different paragraphs written about him from a variety of sources. You can see some of them are online zines and articles that have been printed out in their official pamphlets that also feel like they may have been printed by the doctor or other people at the event because the spelling errors are frequent. Uh, you discover that he is here speaking as a, a super doctor who understands allergies and how they kill you. And his theory is if he overwhelms someone with allergens, they will recover or they will die. And that is the fate that they have deemed necessary. He believes in strengthening the human race. And he also, his his sub-talk, and you're realizing this may be why he was invited even more so than the fact that he's got this weird allergy theory, is that he argues that male doctors are superior to female doctors and that female doctors should be called doctoresses. It feels like that's a footnote in his statement, but they've kind of really chosen to bold and put it in slightly larger font as though that was what he was here to talk about. And how can I hurt him? When you're looking at his weaknesses, <laughs> the one thing you're getting when you start looking at the readings, and they have one of his treaties included uh, alongside this that you can flip through on a tablet, you get the sense that he is completely confident in his plans and ideas to the point where he doesn't believe that he could be wrong about any of it. And he is dismissing any scientific facts that have been contributed by femme identifying scientific minds or other doctors. Your guess would be that he underestimates women to an absolute fault. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, he's going to be in for a huge fucking surprise seeing me here today. I believe it. You look amazing, says Jack right beside you. <laughs> Thank you, Jack. <laughs> he tried to kill me and overwhelm me with allergies. Oh, my God. Did I die? No. I'm here before you. Okay, so what are we going to do to him? Like stern talking to or silent treatment? What are we doing? <laughs> It's got to be one or the other. <laughs> Roll. <laughs> well, what if I interrupt the middle of his lecture uh, to show myself as the scientific anomaly that he's denying? If you could win a debate with him, yeah, that feels like it'd be some pretty, pretty powerful thing to do. Jack, I really appreciate your insights here, but I think I need to call on my monster friends also. Oh, a okay. debate? A debate? And Jack's like, come on, come on, friends. She, yeah. she needs your help. And you're all summoned over to the doctor. Yes. Are we going to tear out his spine through his face? That is my preference, S, 100%, but... I've heard you talk about spine pulling yes, before. Yes, Can we do a bloodletting? Oh, oh, geez. Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's quite... I like this outfit. Look at it. I can just, he pops a, he was like, I feel like Bloody Mark is going to pop a couple of shirt buttons down. <laughs> it's back down to open. Yeah, yeah. just open. Very like, becoming. Oh, yes. Hello. Yes. Go on, Jack, you're still here. Look at you. <laughs> oh, thanks. Mm. You look pretty good too, man. <laughs> Are we going to get weird? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, I'm kind of a one woman man, but I'm just going to say, I like your style. And he throws you a wink, which oh. is horrifying. Do you want to give up the body yeah, or act under pressure? <laughs> Yeah, immediately. It's, oh, cry, Jesus, cry. And he pops the buttons back up. Anyway, what? What are we talking about? Never mind. Okay. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I do have a cursed scalpel. I like your idea, Tailspin of the Blood Letting. <laughs> <laughs> Turn back into Bloody Margaret. Every time this happens, it hurts tremendously. <laughs> I wish I could impress that upon you all. It seems like it's almost like a little game for you now. I'm so sorry, Marcus. I'm feeling overwhelmed here. Is that a human emotion? <laughs> <laughs> overwhelmed would be like embarrassed, which would qualify yeah. as a human emotion. Yeah. Do you stay or do you bail out? Uh, he's. I think he's going to start trying to like fight to stay. All right. Well, he can't. He can't keep fucking doing that. <laughs> Just as a jar. Oh. <laughs> Poor Mark is just having like <laughs> like yeah. mini blackouts. Yeah. Yeah. Long. Uh, is this uh, sorry? Act, act, under pressure. act under pressure. Okay. Yeah. Bloody Mark can he can hang. Uh, no, he can't hang. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. He cannot. Hang. He All right. cannot, in fact, hang. And Mark is back because yeah. that was disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. What? Okay. Let's go. <laughs> let's do the plan. Right? We're going to get him. And he looks, you can see, like a, he's got a bloody nose. <laughs> Nobody talk about it. Nobody say anything. I know. I know it's there. Do you need a tissue? Thank Marcus. you. Yeah. yeah. He just, he just 
He just wedges it up into his nose. Yep, we're good. Everything's fine. This is your nemesis. What, what, what do you propose? What is the, what do your machinations say? Well, I know he is powerful, and yet breaking his confidence is the thing that is going to bring him down. So, again, I, I think I am the exact opposite of what he says to be true. And so if I present myself during his lecture, people can't argue with stuff that's right in front of them, can they? I've seen it. Does Mark have, like, a program? Mark, can you roll me an investigate mystery? Sure. This isn't to see if you can find the information. It's to see if you can emotionally stay solid enough after being blasted into your body yep. multiple times to be useful. I get that. I feel like he's get, he's 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 getting better. Also, Bloody Mark had done research, so this feels like it's your yeah. first time looking at the scene. Oh, he actually got an eleven. Eleven, amazing. You wow. can ask me any two questions. You'll find that evidence somewhere in the lobby. What is being concealed here? I feel like is always a good one. And what sort of creature is it? What is being concealed, your guess would be that the doctor is going to speak later, but the doctor is probably in a hotel lounge somewhere. Maybe not on this floor where they've got like a VIP room where people are ready to speak. So you might be able to catch the doctor before the audience if you want to. Otherwise, you could wait to catch him during the speech. What sort of creature is it? Your guess would be a supernatural evil doctor, but probably more powerful in a traditional battle with mortals or maybe even other monsters than the doctor on your team. Mark will. <laughs> Mark, right? Yes, Mark. I have this <laughs> tissue. Yeah. Tissue in my nose. So uh, he'll be like, I don't know. I look at the, the program. He says, like, he doesn't go on for a little while, right? So he's probably not even down here. He's probably like in his room. So I don't know. We could go talk to the front desk, see maybe I could play the, the you know, the I look like a cop. I got the cop that I could, I could try and get a key to his room. Brilliant, Mark. Do I look like a real cop? You, to be honest, I know this. Is there a lot of blood? There'd be a lot of blood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he's like swishing it to the, like, I can I can kind of pull that around. Am I pulling it off? Hey, Jack? Yeah, was yeah like, Jack, you tell, you you know. Yeah, you look hot. Okay. <laughs> you, you, you both look like and are a human man. Maybe, right. Maybe we should test this then. Which one of us do you think is a cop? He points at you, <laughs> and then Jack points at himself as a shirtless man. I don't know if I know what a cop is. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So point at him. <laughs> do you want to just yeah. roll a d6? Sure. Four, you think it. Four yeah. plus, you four think plus, it's, it's, it's Mark. Mark, yeah. It's a one. Yes. <laughs> this one with no shirt. You are the cop. <laughs> maybe if you took your shirt off, you would look the same. I know for a fact that that's not accurate. I just, I feel like I'm just going to, like, persevere. Be like, I, I appreciate it. I'm gonna, That hot thing was a little weird. It's fine, though. I'm open-minded, I guess, right? But, like, let's just pump the brakes on that a little bit. Oh, listen, you just asked how you're looking, man. It's not personal. I'm a one-woman guy. All Look right. at her. She's so beautiful. He looks over and just sees, like, a snot bubble is growing Huge. out of her nose. She's, she's totally mouth-breathing. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. All right. Let's just try. Let's do the cop thing, right? Is that good? I think it's our best option. Let's see where we could get with this. All right. Great. So you go up to the front desk, and what do you say? Hey, yeah, my name is uh, Officer Mark here, uh, badge number uh, 6941020. It's uh, <laughs> uh, uh, here uh, responding to a call. You know, I got a call in from, from one of your rooms here from a, uh, and he, like, he pulls out the program. He's, he, he, like, he's <laughs> got some, program. like he's like he's written notes on. It. He's like a doctor, uh, uh, David uh, Ang Angeland. Do you have someone here staying by that name? Can you roll me a manipulate someone? Yeah, he's gonna try it. <laughs> he's gonna try it. Uh, he got a seven. Yes, yes, uh, sir. We do, we do have someone close to that name, not Doctor mm. David, but Doctor Donald. Uh, mm. Are are you the <laughs> the stripogram that was uh, sent up for him? Uh, yes. You seemed unsure about that, so I'm I'm gonna need you to just <laughs> sing me the stripogram message that you're gonna take, because that's how I'll know if it's if it's really you. Oh Jesus Christ! Oh, yep, I can a hundred percent sing the stripogram song that I always sing in my act. <laughs> 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 I'll 
say Jack yeah. Bacon has a yeah. pitch pipe and bust it out and, and you get that note. Solid pitch pipe. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Do you One, need two. to be counted in? Count me in. And a one, two, one, two, three, four. These eyes are crying. <laughs> These eyes have seen a lot of love, but they're never going to see another one like I did with you, Dr. Englund. <laughs> And, and and you get you get a round of applause from the desk attendants. They're they're, they're big fans. And they're like, okay, Doctor Anglewood. You can go right upstairs, sir. Oh, he's he's going to be thrilled to see you. He, he's on the tenth story, uh, the tenth floor, and he's got one of the penthouse suites. So he, I believe he's there alone right now. So it's a perfect time for you to deliver the message, and then we'll bring him down for the talk afterwards. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> also, I work. I do work for tips. Oh 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 um. So do we. Uh, oh, all right. I guess solidarity. If he does, if he doesn't tip you, come to the desk afterwards. I'm out two hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I got to try and get that money back. <laughs> all right. So you have successfully found mm-hmm. his location from the front desk. Did I get a card? No, you're oh, supposed to go okay. knock on the door because um, you're your delivery. But you do know the location, you. and the elevators are separate from this area, so you can go around the corner and take the whole team with you to the tenth floor. It doesn't mean just you can go. Yeah. So you were successful for the price of a song. Perfect. Great. Everyone follows you to the elevator right. and you hit the ding and it's like, bah, bah, nah, nah. And you have that awkward mm-hmm. moment of in any movie where you have four monsters and a stripper just standing in an <laughs> elevator on their way to try to commit a homicide. Uh, does anyone say anything in the elevator? You're all having this strange, absurdist experience, which is also strange and absurd for you. Mm-hmm. S, you never do human Mm-mm. things. Tailspin, this is very strange because this is also not your vibe. I'm going into the sky and I'm not flying. So it, it, it's a bit of a strange experience. It sounds like it would be. Would you have any temptation to like bust your way out of this glass-walled elevator and fly, or would you want to stay in here? I feel like staying because I'm I'm not afraid of flying, but this is a new experience, and I'm all about new experiences. Mm, so you're learning, which I like a yes. lot. What are you thinking standing next to Jack Bacon, Doctor? Because we know you are heading up. You had a plan of interrupting during a lecture, and now you don't have as much of a plan. I feel like maybe pre-presentation is the best time to break Donald's confidence because I do know him. We have lots of history together. I also happen to know that he has a pre-presentation ritual. And I feel like if we're able to interrupt it, that could be really helpful. Plus or minus murdering him before the presentation happens. What is his pre-presentation ritual? Well, what he likes to do is, (laughs) first of all... (laughs) I'm going to say it has five steps. What are the five steps to his pre-presentation ritual? Okay, step one is a soak in a tub, all right? He does that for at least two and a half hours. Oh, my God. (laughs) He likes to be very pruney. Then there is a second step that includes a lotioning series. (laughs) Well, he's very dehydrated post the tub, as you can appreciate. (laughs) After that is hydration. Okay, so he's going to down about 14 liters (laughs) of fluid. What's wrong with this? Well, he's incredibly dehydrated post that tub. (laughs) After that, he likes to lay with his feet up the wall for about 45 minutes at least. And the fifth and final step is always a stripper gram. (laughs) Without fail, I'm telling you. He gets a stripper gram for himself. (laughs) Ritual is ritual. And drowning himself in water. Fourteen gallons. Oh my god. I'm gonna say right now, he was never oh. human. It's just <laughs> very good for That's shit. why he looks so young though. I'm telling oh. you, I swear <laughs> to God. I'm hot. <laughs> so you're saying he's like expecting the strippogram. So you've got like somebody to do the strippogram. How do you want to throw him off? Jack, that's, you know what? Thank you for coming. You're right. And you look at Jack and you remember that Dr. Donald was always a little bit jealous when you would talk to other doctors, especially handsome doctors. Especially. And you realize looking at the police costume being worn by Mark, that is really just a stripper costume. But Mark pulls it off because he's a cop. Yeah. You're wearing a lab coat. 
If you put a doctor coat on a stripper, he could be a doctor. And so if the stripper looked like a doctor and started flirting with me during the stripper grab, this will absolutely derail him. This sounds like you've got a plan. Thank God for this guy, eh? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so your plan is to dress Jack Bacon yes. up as a doctor to Jack. deliver a stripogram who is going to be distracted from his stripogram yeah. by you to start flirting on you with you. Yeah. And then Dr. Donald England will have a breakdown because he's not the most important person. Yes. All right. Listen, Jack, baby. <laughs> I need you to do something for Baba here. <laughs> Anything for you, gorgeous. So I, I want you to participate in this stripper grab. And I wonder Wait, if so you... We're, we're both going to do it? Well, I think that Mark is going to sit this one out. You, uh, you're the seasoned professional. Okay. If that's okay with you, Mark. I... Do not care at all. <laughs> I just want to make that abundantly clear. That's perfect. I feel like we could use you in the background a little bit more, okay? I'm on board. Okay. So you want me to strip for your ex? Is that okay with you, Jack? Can you roll and manipulate? Yeah, I really need this from you. Uh, can I uh, can I join forces here? And, oh, roll me a join forces. Yeah, yeah. and I'm, I want to try and convince Jack that stripping's really not that hard. <laughs> Do I wait for him? Yeah, yeah, we got to hear his first. Is this uh, also this yeah, be a joint forces? forces? Okay. Got a nine. I got an eight. Oh, looking an good. eight. Uh, you you do carry that over. He's not sure about you mm. though now because that offended him a. Li He's like, it's that combo of of a guy being like, you're right, but I want to say you're wrong because I am a stripper, so I don't want it to be easy. But stripper gramming is stripping on easy mode because you're not really expected to do very much. So he's like. Not as sure about you being cool now. Mm. I'm just saying it's not that hot. You know, come on. I did it in the hotel lobby. <laughs> I got a seven. Jack Bacon looks at you and he's like, if this is what you need from me, if we're just going to murder this guy, because I'm ride or die you to the end. But like, you just can't murder any more people. Okay. Like we do this one and then we're like, good. Just to be clear, you mean I could murder Donald Anglin. And and then no more murdering. Yeah, that's what that's what I meant. From me personally or my crew? Just you. I can't speak for no the monster problem. people. No problem, Jack. I've got this. We've got this. All right, I'll strip for your ex. What else do you need me to do? Just while you're stripping, just be distracted by myself. I don't even have to act, baby. I didn't think so. How are we getting you in the room? <laughs> I think technically at this point she's going to be in the hallway. <laughs> You're going to be in the hallway and then the door flies open and he's so caught off guard by how hot you are. <laughs> then he stops mid-stripping. <laughs> and he's beating the I need to see it. <laughs> I I want it. I want it. I'm a powerful so woman, Mark. Yeah, no, I totally. I can see you. You ooze natural sexuality. I definitely ooze. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just, <laughs> we haven't figured out the logistics, but listen, I don't need you to poke holes in this plan. I need your support. We haven't figured out the logistics. We're walking down the hallway to his room. Here, ding. <laughs> you come out onto the 10th oh. floor. You see at the end of the hallway, there's a penthouse suite clearly marked next to the biggest door. You would assume mm -hmm. that is where the doctor is existing. You can go straight forwards, which leads to the penthouse suite. There are left and right hallways that are also leading that way. You can see that there is a maid's cart at the end of the hallway on the right. What do you do? I'm going to see if there's a key card on the cart that I can take, therefore letting myself into the rooms mm. so we can maybe catch him un unawares. So we've got a, a search for a key card or some other way of getting in. S, what are you up to? The elevator is a weird thing. So many human things go very fast. <laughs> Just forward in the car and then up in the elevator. Just... Really baffled as to what's going on. This really? is she is completely out of their element here. It's just like, what even is happening? So you are just stumped by the physical ah, expression of all of these experiences. Tailspin, you are seeing the doctor go off towards a maid's cart in the distance. You are seeing S having just a real trippy time coming off an elevator. You have flown yet not flown, been into the sky yet not outside, and you now step into this floor. There's nothing happening. 
productive here at all. <laughs> Yay. Um, so I'm going to change into my kite form <gasps> and burst through the hallway window and find the doctor on the outside of the hotel. I am going to say that you just do that mm. because the window would not resist you. You are a powerful kite. No one can refuse your strength. <laughs> uh, and you circle around because you know where he's located on this floor. So you fly around to the outside of the building, floating in the wind, and you can see the doctor. Yeah. Oh, oh yes. You became your kite form. There we go. We got a whole outfit for this. There we go. You fly and you peek in the window, looking just like another innocent kite because you're in your level one form. You see the doctor laying on the ground with his feet up on a wall uh, and he's checking a timer on his watch. He's in a white robe looking very hydrated and lotioned. It looks like this man is damp inside and out. <laughs> when in the sequence does he drink all the water? That was before this. He's, he's, been, he's had his feet up for almost 45 minutes yes. now. So he drank 14 liters of water and put his feet <laughs> Laid down and put his feet up. And he's covered in He's blood. draining all the leg, all the blood yeah, yeah. out of his legs. Fluid back into him. Yeah. All right. Uh, what, so you are floating outside that window. Mark, what are you doing? I feel like Mark is just doing like the normal, you know, SWAT shit. You're just quietly lining up on the door to the penthouse yeah, as though you're like, ready to do a SWAT raid. He's like, side he's, of it. yeah, he's finding out all the like entrances and the parameters and he's looking for emergency exits and he's got his gun out and he's like, so are we good? Like, is this how we're going to, you ready? I was going to say, doctor, you go down to the cart and you just find a maid coming out of a room mm. and she just says, hello, uh, can I help you? Yes, I'm uh, Dr. Uh, Donna Belladonna. I am Dr. Donald Anglin's colleague, and I have some very pertinent, relevant information. Is is this his suite? I don't know. I they, I just know what to clean. I'm a, I'm a maid. Do you need me to clean something for you? I don't. Okay, okay. Um, can I help you with anything? And you realize as you look at this maid, Dr. Belladonna, that she is exactly the same size and build as you. Mm-hmm. She's wearing a maid uniform. You have. To kill her. <laughs> now is the time to kill the maid. You know, I wonder. Um, okay, and so in my mind, I'm thinking, can I convince this person? I'm not very alluring and good at manipulating. I wonder if I have a trick in my bag that would uh, get her to willingly pass over this costume to myself and I'd be able to wear it into the room. So you want to, like, drug her with something that will make her do what you say? Yeah. Great. Let's find out if you got the drug. Come on, Bubba. Hmm. Eight. Which means I think I just have just, You're just enough. enough. Yes. How perfect. So you reach into your doctor's bag and pull out a small bulb with a tube on the end. You squeeze yeah. it and gas just hits her in the face. She's like, what do you need? I'll take that uniform, dear. Okay. And she like goes into the hotel room. You hear a rustling of cloth and you see a folded uniform set outside the bathroom and she closes the door and she's like, I think I'm going to pass out now. And then she does and she's unconscious, but you have her uniform. All right. I'm going to put it on and then find these keys myself. We're one step closer. You find the keys are in her pocket. So Mm -hmm. you've got a maid's cart. You've got the keys to get into the room. You're fully costumed. So you are heading towards the door and positioning yourself. We have our dearest friend, Mark posed next to the penthouse door as though he's going to lead a combat team in. We have Dr. Jack Bacon making his way Mm. towards the door to deliver himself as a stripper, Graham. There's a maid in the backdrop. You can open the door yourself. You can do whatever you need to do. S, what is your plan? Did Mark bully you into standing behind him? Are you standing somewhere else? There's no bullying. I think S is just floating around near Mark. Not literally, but figuratively. Because it's like, I don't know what's going on, really. Yeah, and this is a pretty uncomfortable environment because when you're inside hotels during the daytime, there are no shadows. It's Mm. all fluorescent stuff. Like, this is actually a point of vulnerability for you because you don't have access to magic in an environment this bright. Yes, it's it's very uncomfortable. And so it's just staying close to Mark. Is this really how people live, Mark? I'm going to be 100% honest with you. No. (laughs) (laughs) This This is how no one on Earth lives. This is just how we live. That doctor, that that routine where he's in the tub and then he drinks all the water and he lotion. No one lives like that. Okay, I don't like any of this. Mm. So. No, normally it's it's much more low key and it's just kind of <laughs> chill. Remember mm. my my place? I just had a chair and a TV. I liked nice. your place. Thanks. Yeah. Right. All right. As Doctor Jack Bacon is approaching the door, 
Tailspin, what are you doing outside? Are you just watching to see what the team does and be ready to swoop in, or do you have a plan in mind? I am making sure that Dr. England doesn't go anywhere mm. until they get in. And when they get in, I can come in from the window and we can double team him. Mm. Perfect. And I will make note that it is pretty windy out and a little bit cloudy. So you are at your level two form. So we know level one mm. is just a kite. What is level two? A box kite. Ooh, a box oh. kite with claws. Hello, mm -hmm. that's some excellent stuff. Dr. Jack goes up and just knocks on the door. And you see this from outside Tailspin, but you see Dr. Donald Engeland stand up and approach the front door and open it and be like, you my stripogram? And he's like, yeah, you bet I am. And he goes inside and you just hear the door close <laughs> and you see the doctor sit down on the couch in the, the living room area and turns on the fireplace and you all just hear Dr. Jack Bacon start singing, these eyes these eyes and you're realizing that he has a much better singing voice than you, Mark, <laughs> and that it actually is kind of hard yeah. to do this well, but he's making it sexy in a way you couldn't. Uh, how long do you want this to go on before something happens at the door, Doctor? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, again, I am very familiar with the routine, right? So, uh, you know, I think we have about seven minutes total to make this happen. So we got to move quick. Are you going in next? I have to be the distraction mm -hmm. to throw him off. So I'm going to swipe in. I'm going to go in there and distract Jack Bacon. Before she goes in, Mark's going to take out some of that, like, leftover Kleenex he has and, like, try and wipe, like, this is huge, like, so I'm like, okay, well, uh, is it, and it's just, you... he's making it worse. <laughs> like, more starts coming at me, like, nah, you, oh, God. nah, you look great. Mark, yep, now, you know, now it's, you started something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, just, yeah, you go in. I have boundaries for a reason, yep, Marcus. My bad. Okay. My fault. Okay. Oh. Well, <clears throat> here I go. You step into the room after swiping through at the key card and the door opens, and you just see Jack tear off his pants and you hadn't realized they were tearaways until they are totally clear and he is in bacon strip thong like it, it's been colored to look like bacon everywhere clearly he's leaning into the theme and that is when dr donald looks over and just goes what are you doing here and jack goes oh beautiful i didn't know you were coming you're perfect the doctor was like what what do you do strip for me this is about me i'm a doctor i got really lotion sorry man there's a beautiful woman present and she's entrancing me and he's like son of a bitch what the fuck is this about <laughs> can you roll me an act under pressure to keep acting like a maid i got really lotion <laughs> i can barely sit on this bed without eight. slipping off <laughs> and eight uh you are doing maid stuff i'm imagining your plan is to get close and what is your how are you going to attack dr donald england I'm really struggling because I'm I'm feeling like I just want to be like, remember me, and then just yell at him. But I know that I have to be on the ready. And so I do have a couple options. I have my curse scalpel, my acid syringe, and my bone-breaking mallet. And I almost feel like I want to pull out all the stops. Great. So if you're going to have one weapon in one hand and one in the other, what are the two that you would pick to attack with? Well, I think the cursed scalpel and my acid syringe spray, because even if I could just ruin his beautiful, perfect face in death, that would be enough. This will be act under pressure to get close to him. You have plus one because he is being distracted by Jack Bacon. Thank you, Jack. Oh, God. I got a four. I think I need to use a bloodlust for this. Absolutely okay. no questions asked. That becomes an automatic 12, which okay. means you sneak your way forwards. You're like pretending to do maid stuff with your weapons. <laughs> and he's there being like, what are you doing? I, I, gotta, I, I paid for this. You're wasting my time. And then you get to actually say, remember me? Just under your breath. Like this. Remember me. He's like, what the hell are you talking about? Hey, hey, stop paying attention to her, stripper. And that's when you get to attack because you have snuck forward perfectly. And Jack Macon says, yeah, remember her? And he smacks him across the face. Just gives him yeah. a full-on slap. Jack Macon. And that's when you lunge forward with your weapons. Can you roll me? A kick some ass, and I will say at plus two, plus one for that excellent roll, and plus another one for Jack slapping him. 
five. <laughs> Plus two, did you say? Yes. Seven. Oh, oh there we Sweet. go. All right. You lash out at the same time that the doctor does. Mm -hmm. So he will take three harm. He is outside of his traditional monster armor because he was not expecting this. You've surprised him and he did not believe he could be surprised. But you will take three harm as he lashes out with his hands and you realize his lotions are infused with a bunch of allergens from nature because his theory is that he must embrace all of the allergens, otherwise he deserves to die. So you take three harm. Oh my God. So mark that on your sheet, because you've only got seven. Oh baby. Shit is starting to go down. Tailspin. You have seen the attack has been waged. Acid has been sprayed on this doctor. He has been sliced open with a scalpel, but he is lashing back, and you are seeing the attacks that he is making with his hands cause boils and other things to pop up on the doctor in horrifying <laughs> patterns as they touch her. Mm. What do you do? I burst in through the window. Nice. And I use my torso cannon on him. Hell yeah. Let's roll that torso cannon. Kick some ass, my friend. You get the window for free. Snake eyes. Oh. Snake eyes. Ooh. No, it's bueno. Well, it turns out to be four, but that really doesn't. It turns out to be four. But with the snake eyes, nothing. the absolute worst roll you can possibly make, you fly through the window and open fire yes. with your chest cannon. How much harm does that do? It does three. You fire. The doctor leans back out of the way, mm -hmm. and you hit Dr. Belladonna, Ooh. who is just hammered with the chest cannon. You oh will take God. one harm that will make it through your armor, because there are no allergens involved mm. in this. It's just force. Just force. But you are blasted. However, an evil box kite has entered the <laughs> penthouse suite and is engaged in combat. Mark, you hear shit go down yep. inside the room. What do you do? So now he just kicks in. He goes, oh, shit. Okay, now. All right, ready? We're going. Here we go. Three, two. Remember the SWAT stuff I taught you? One. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Kick the door in. <laughs> yeah. So you both storm through the door together. Uh, you come inside and you see a fight devolving on the couch. You see Dr. Belladonna has been punched. You see boils and burns rising from where she was touched. And then you just see Tailspin fly in through the window, open fire with his chest cannon, miss and hit the doctor <gasps> who is blasted across the room. Jack Bacon is looking very unequipped for this <laughs> level of combat mm. amongst supernatural beings, but you two are joining the fray. Mark, you were the first through the door because of where you were positioned. What do you do? Uh, I think Mark is going to he's gonna pop off a shot. Great. Roll a kick some ass. Yep. Uh, that is a six plus one. That's a seven. So your shots hammer into the center torso of Dr. Donald Englund, who falls back, but you see that they have glanced off due to his supernatural lotions oh. that they have been deflected oh. offwards. So he is knocked down, but not injured by these. So he's moving slower, but he is still superhumanly tough. And he just keeps yelling, you can't do this to me. I'm a doctor, not a doctor S. <laughs> and S, you've never understood gender nor cared for it. No. So no. what do you do? thing is, I'm assuming that coming through the window and it's all broken and it's daytime. Are there even any shadows in this room? <sighs> can you roll me an act under pressure to see if you can find shadows in a very shadowless environment? That's true. Mm. Okay. Oh. Looks hopeful. Eleven. Hmm. You realize as you step back against the wall and look back, the room is evenly lit, but it is evenly lit from all the sides. There's no direct overhead lighting. So as you step back, you can create a shadow and there are shadows under all of the furniture. So under the couch where the doctor has just been flipped off of, under the bed, under the chest of drawers, all of those areas, which means your whole body won't fit. But that's never stopped you from throwing mm -hmm. hands and arms and magic around. <laughs> that is true. So uh, what do you do? Yeah, then I think it's t crouching down, putting both hands into the shadow, and then the couch was close to the battle. Mm -hmm. Hands come out and a shadow, a dark shadow blast hitting this mm -hmm. not our doctor. Ooh, I like it. All right, roll me a uh, sorcery. Twelve. Amazing. Good. How much damage does this do? It does two harm magic. Two harm magic, and you rolled a 12, so you can increase that to another one. So you open fire with shadow magic, and you see it just carving through the lotions, shielding this mm. doctor. He, with the blast, sheds him of all lotion. <laughs> you see his skin become bone dry as the lotions <laughs> yeah. are struck off him. He's and, gonna hate that. And yeah. he's furious as he sees all of the liquids rise up and blow out the open window just through the pressure. <laughs> My lotions! Fuck! <laughs> yeah. You can't do this to me again, he yells looking at Dr. Belladonna. Dr. Belladonna, he is rising to his feet, raising both hands, just dashing towards his desk. And you realize instinctively, you know, inside that desk will be his B rifle that has defeated you before. What do you do? 
he brought it with him, knowing you would come. I have to use my doctor's knowledge if I can find any strength and aim for his weak spot. What are you attacking with? I think I have to try and hit him in the face with the acid syringe or the leg or the hands or something. It's, it's... Great. So you're going for the face with yeah. the acid syringe. You're trying to get him before he gets this rifle. So roll yeah. me a kick some ass. Hmm. Nine. A nine, which will mean you will hit him, but he will get his rifle up and take a shot at you. But... Roll your dice to see if you can do extra damage. I really need this, you guys. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I got a four. (laughs) Take your skull. I have five now. How much harm do you have left? I only have three left. Three harm. I'm Mm. in big trouble. He raises his B rifle and sights down it just as the acid hits him in the eye and he fires and bullets and bees just hammer into your torso and you would take enough damage that you die only you hear a voice a bacon flavored voice say I can't let this happen to something so beautiful and he will jump out and Jack Macon is pumped full of lead and bees and he dies as the acid as the acid melts through Donald Englund's face and Donald England passes away in the same moment as your lover who never got to make love to you. I never even Jack got Bacon. Yeah. <laughs> Did you even French him? No, nothing. Oh. We never oh. even touched. It was very cerebral, Tailspin. And Tailspin, you as the most observant and the most emotionally distanced from general events in other people's lives, you look down and see that a climate change activist group was forming to protest the talks. But then you just see a flash of light. And you realize that Freddie England, who was supposed to be here, likely to protest these talks, seems to have been magically whisked away as well. What the hell is going on here? And that's the end of this episode. But we know at the end, we must ask four questions. Did you dispatch your current opponent? Yes. Did you kill someone horribly or do something worse? Oh, Poor Jack Bacon. Jack Bacon. <laughs> well, we didn't kill him, though. Sizzle on, bro. Yeah. yeah. Did you learn something new and terrifying about the world? Oh, well, that anti-vax process. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we learned everyone here sucks. Yeah. There we go. The world is bad. The world sucks. Uh, did you learn something new and terrifying about one of the monsters on the team? Mark can sing. <laughs> I will accept horrifying. Mark can sing. I, I would say selling four out of four is weak, but I will give you a strong three out of yeah. four. Yeah, yeah. We'll which will it. mean everybody will have marked two experience. Oh. So that will oh push gosh. you over the limit Ooh, there. Yeah. I'm over the limit too. Push you over the limit. Nice. Well, I have two going. for you, doctor. Thank you. And then well, somebody's going to have to cash in. I was going to say, yeah, I'm yeah. giving you back. back. Yeah, yeah, great. I'm you cashing can. in too. And as Thank I you. cash in, I could really use some allure. So I'm going to go from a minus one to a zero. And I'm going to go with an upgrade to obsession in the joined forces because learning to work as a team with everybody. I'm going to go up on brutality yep. for regular Mark because he's getting better at doing some, some he did some violence killing. Mm. And then I think bloody Mark, I think we're, we're going cunning again because he's learning how to engage with the world a little bit better. So we are seeing over time S. You are you are expanding your skills to learn how to work better with yeah. with your monstrous friends. Mark, you're getting more violent. They're rubbing off on you on those skills, but also all of you are helping make Bloody Mark a little bit smarter and more effective mm-hmm. at what he does. Doctor, you have had a, a tragic loss, but at the same time, whatever Mark used to wipe your nose seems to have helped heal a little bit <laughs> of what's going on with the whole goop situation. He's a good friend, yes. You are all improving along this journey, but the real question is, will it be enough to help you defeat these final altars and maybe earn your places back in the void. And we will find that out next week. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Flynn 1138, Alorain Okapi, Schrodinger's Pepper, Guy Edwards, Madre de Gatos, 
Lady Maiden, Mithrian, Garbo Ape, Locke, Sam Schaefer, Waffle Marine, Dagger Rain, Rob L, Dia De Los Hoodless, Dio Vassis, Squishy Werewolf, Remy, Funky Head, Nomad, the wise paladin of the Badlands, Accent Therapeutic Services in Florence, Kentucky, Lale, Shulzari, Gus Schreider, Drama, The Long Family, Jordan Oliver, and Jill and Noel LaPlante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.